Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, welcome to the latest, the greatest, the latest edition of Nick's Nonfiction. You're here with your host, Nick Muniz. Today we've got Sidney Lumens making movies. In a world where my asshole doesn't itch. Sidney the Lumen says, There's no right or wrong way to direct a movie. Never seen Son of Mask? <laughs> Michael Morbius? <laughs> it's Morbin time. Fellow creators, you know us up today. YouTube is suggesting we call ourselves Predators. Producer Editors. Yeah, that's gonna look great on your resume. <laughs> predators. <laughs> For people who have never touched a camera, Quote, for everyone else, I'll try to put you as best as I can how movies are made. It's a complex, technical, emotional process. It's art. It's commerce. It's heartbreaking, and it's fun. It's a great way to live. It's a great way to live. Hey, Sydney. Try making movies twice a week for an audience whose brain is gacked out on videos, porn, and social media. I can't do a 20-second shot of a spaghetti western sunset. People don't have an attention span. The rate of life has changed. It's a little bit harder. And not to mention, why would I want to be in Hollywood if I can't stack up Jennifer Gardner, Jennifer Lawrence, and Jennifer Aniston in a fuck pile? That's right. I mean it. We're talking Marlo Brando stories and how he abused young actresses. <laughs> this is a pretty good book. And it will teach you how to make better videos, movies, whatever you like. Yeah, he's going on. It's a great way to live. You are lying <laughs> got a redemption quote I must ask for an indulgence from the reader when I began making movies the only crew jobs available to women were as script girls in the editing department as a result I still think of movie crews as male let's go it's pretty true Alec Baldwin could take his revolver onto the set of a movie what did the theater critic ghost say theater manager once asked me, how do you sneak so much chocolate into the movie? Said I got a couple twicks up my sleeve. <laughs> the director of EA walks into a bar. Download this punchline for $4.99. <laughs> we will be right back. About the author Sidney Lumet. Also get your free memes over on Instagram, Harry Schwant, patreon.com slash the niche. And once again, asking for your financial support. The movies only get better the more people join over there. Sidney Lumet, born of Jewish immigrants into an Eastern Philadelphian home. He was Polish. What's up with these Polish directors, him and Polanski? You know they closed the soccer stadium in Warsaw? Everyone was sitting behind poles. Sidney the Luminary Lumet. He has worked with Katherine Hepburn, Paul Newman, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino. Sometimes it's better to go with the Sydney you know. Al Pacino. Uh, Dog Days Afternoon, he directed Network. He directed 12 Angry Men. It's like the most film nerd snob movie that they all talk about. And uh, Prince of the City. He died in 2011 at the age of 86. Talking movies? I wanted to see this one about a guy who's constipated. Hasn't come out yet. I watched a movie about Stockholm Syndrome. I didn't like it at first. By the end, it captured me. 
I like it when the main character in a movie has a twisted backstory. Probably why the Hunchback of Notre Dame is my favorite. We'll be back after some more previews. Chapter 1, Sidney Lumet's Making Movies, The Director. Sidney starts us out on 2nd Avenue in New York City. He smells pierogies coming out of the Polish apartments. He's filming in a neighborhood that only he has ever filmed before, discovering a new mountain. They took over a Ukrainian national home to make out a storybook room for the producers, quote, of course, the PAs have set up two rehearsal tables the wrong way. They've placed them end-to-end. End. There's 12 people due here in an hour or so. What'll we ever do? Oh my god, it's a catastrophe of the highest order. Rotate the tables, Sydney. I thought you guys were all big men. Yeah, details matter. I think that's the biggest takeaway here. He's the director. Oh my gosh, my people can't even put the tables together right. It's not a big deal, but he's seeing that nobody cares. As a director, you have the highest form of high sight. You have to be the biggest dick because you're on quality control. And so if you're ever out there in the woods filming a video, every detail matters. Pro tip, quote, I like to have as much of the production team as possible at the first reading. Yeah, a lot of people think you're supposed to just show up and shoot movie magic. It's made 20 weeks in advance. There's a lot of planning that goes into this. I am thinking about this right now. I don't know why it popped into my head, but one of my old bosses, he used to make rap music videos. So he had all these gimbals and stuff. They planned for weeks. Even a rap video, it seems like they call up the homies. That shit is planned years in advance. Sydney said he would open up his crew to question and answer. Even though I'm the head honcho, I need people to be able to interrupt me. Paraphrased. Michael Bay, he's like the biggest dick on set, apparently. If your parking spot doesn't have a name on it, don't talk to me. There's a position called the Tea Master that Sidney was talking about. You have to pick up and drop off the celebrities to set. You get paid $800 a week. I'd be a Tea Master. What the hell? That's... A dope name for the job because you pick up on all their gossip. You could sell all their secrets to TMZ. Quote, often the last to arrive is the writer. He is last because he knows that at this point he is the target. At this moment, anything wrong can be put to his fault since nothing else has happened yet. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So if you're a writer, hide. Stay away from set as long as possible. I'll talk about some of the writer's rooms I've been in in college and that too. But what I'm thinking about right now is that they have AI that can make a movie scene off of a sentence. So, like, I type in, pig's house gets blown over. That's a big bad wolf reference for my readers out there. And then the AI can generate a scene of what I just said. So, literally, books can be turned into movies in the future by AI. And you think it's not happening? Top Gun 2 used AI to punch up the script. Yeah, it's a Nick's nonfiction exclusive. Robots are writing the movies. Quote, this kind of translates to YouTube videos too here. There are many reasons for accepting a movie. I'm not a believer in waiting for great material that will produce a masterpiece. What's important is that the material involve me personally on some level. 
you're saying, well, there must be a formula, Nick. How can books about, I don't know, fucking everything I read about relate to me? You have to be interested in the project. Like, your gut is the formula. The quote goes on. I've done two movies because I needed the money. I've done three because I love to work and I couldn't wait anymore. Because I'm a professional. I worked as hard on those movies as I've ever done my others. Two of them turned out to be good. Because the truth is that nobody knows what the magic combination is that produces a first-rate piece of work. I'm not being modest. I like him as an author. First chapter, he's going, yeah, nobody knows what movie magic actually comes from. But it's like anything. You have to do all the work and then hope to get lucky. <laughs> Gambling. Like, legit. Let's get real, chapter one. My click-through rate is above average. My retention, my thumbnails are fucking ranked high on vidIQ. My nature videos, they're still being recommended less than other of my videos in the algorithm it doesn't make sense it's either that or i am placed in the untouchables bin like youtube is owned by google they're collecting data and ad revenue they're not sciencing out how to get middle tier creators money they're pumping up cash cows <laughs> like i can't blame them i'm not here complaining it's a business do what you want i'm just saying we should take them to court because they say that they're a platform <laughs> This is what Facebook got taken to court to. You're a publisher. You're choosing what gets big. You're not a platform. This is not free speech. It's a movie house. They're choosing stars. So I'm saying share this with friends. It's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah, Sydney really just came clean chapter one. Trust your gut and try to dazzle or hire a good editor. And again, I think people are just like waiting for me to magically become an amazing editor that would take an entire lifetime. And if I put all those... I'm going to go edit Marvel movies, you fucking dunces. Let's get real, you fucks! <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to magically be the best editor ever. We're getting some changes coming in 2023. Um, YouTubers have unreal... You don't even pay for your movie tickets. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> go and blue this episode. I think most of our listeners are creators, too, because... I'm a fucking voice for the creators. I'm in all these communities and forums. It's the truth, people. Quote, I don't know how to choose work that illuminates what my life is about. I don't know what my life is about, and I don't examine it. <laughs> I hate him for this quote. Socrates, a life unexamined is not worth living. Yeah, he's an artist. My life will determine itself as I live. The movies will determine themselves as I make them. So artistic. Sometimes the most memorable scene in a movie is someone shelling peanuts. Something completely ambiguous. Having no reason sometimes is the most reason, man. Minutia matters. That's why I started saying details. Also... There's no correct interpretation of a movie. Like he just said, I show up and I point the camera. You're trying to sound cool. You have a plan. It supports my point. English teachers know nothing. Well, in this scene, nobody knows. They're just pumping out the bullshit. <laughs> Ending the chapter. Sydney's talking about the big leagues. Athletes deal with the stress of the body. Directors deal with stresses of the mind. It's true. You're dealing with crazy actors and you have to manage their emotions for them. 
It's insane. No more laughing. On top, I have to manage my own emotions. On top of that, you got to be able to access exactly what you're trying to feel and then portray that through a camera. So we'll get that in chapter three about cameras. First comes chapter two, writers. Quote, now everyone in movies has what is trade jargon called a hot period. That's when everybody wants you because your last movie was a hit. If you had two hits in a row, you're sizzling. Three hits, it's what do you want, baby? Just name it. It's a good quote. Quentin Carantino, this guy could present the first testament and there's guns in it. <laughs> that was a good quote. He's going, you're sizzling, you're hot. It's just all hype. It's a business of momentum. Writers, directors, he's going, the same is true for music, law, surgery, sports, television. Bro, anything. If you're on a hot streak, you're goated. Quote, most of the horror stories were true. As when Sam Spiegel had two young writers working on the same picture of two different floors in a hotel in Paris. This whole story was about a guy who hired two writers to make the same movie. They should have made a movie about this. <laughs> Tip if you want to become a writer because you're just going to be tested on by directors. I once read a very well-written script with first-rate dialogue, but the characters had nothing specific to do with the storyline. The particular story could have happened to any different kind of people. Ask yourself, does this have franchise potential? Can I drag this out into three more movies? It has to make sense. Characters to plot. I'll try to draw back out to the two-vidge. Yeah, it actually does make sense. He's going, you have the script before the storyline. I've heard the biggest creators talk about this. Even Mr. Beast. He's supposed to be the voice of creators. He's a billionaire. Mr. Beast. He says that he makes thumbnails before he records videos. That's the opposite of art. <laughs> You're making a product and then filling in all the gunk, hiring obese people to come do game shows for you. I love the content. I'm just saying here he's doing corporate videos. He's Steve Harvey. Yeah, creativity isn't supposed to follow a format. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's a better tip quote. I think inevitability is the key. In a well-made drama, I want to feel, of course, that's where it was heading all along. And yet, the inevitability mustn't eliminate surprise. You gotta put people's thoughts into words or visions. Like, uh, movies is showing, not telling. After you do a scene, he's going, you gotta do a read-through with the director line by line. Yeah, this is about writing, so the writers are involved until the end. He had a story about uh, Dog Days of Afternoon. He took the script to a focus group, and they were like, you're pandering to us. There's too much crime and explosives. Isn't that exactly what you want? This is a paradox. As a creator, you just can't let your mind go into this hole. You need to give us more of what we want. You're pandering to us. What, you don't know what you want. You paranoid-ass fucking viewers. I have to tell you. I am being fucking facetious today. Literally, people don't know what they want. You're the creator at the end of the day. 
this whole chapter it can't be scienced out there isn't a certain amount that you have to give trust yourself like to create organically again just go back to your gut final script awarding was that actors can bust a script in the hierarchy david mamet destroyed the verdict sydney said he wound up being the funniest one on set getting laughs from the crew so this guy basically had free reign over the script Maybe that's why they don't hire comedians to act. If you make people laugh on set, the project becomes yours. <laughs> Quote, I said not only did we have wonderful screenwriters in America, but some of our best novelists were interested in writing for movies. Doctro, Bill Styro, Don DeLillo. Yeah, like I guess Stephen King has been drafted by HBO. Writers, take notes. I said I was going to talk about writers' rooms. I did the bi-weekly show for a while, University of Delaware. It's not that interesting. Like, writers' rooms are not about creativity. They're about politics. If you laugh at certain people's pitches, then they'll laugh at you. It's not about funny. You need to go to the bar and test it on drunk people. <laughs> yeah. Ended it on uh, nothing relevant. What else do we have going on? Yeah, this summer fucking Louis C.K. was pitching his movie. I looked it up. <laughs> Sorry. It only made $300,000. So I'm saying this is not a viable venture for comedians to go and make movies. Independent film is dead. Unless Spider-Man is in it, nobody's coming out. <laughs> Thor's got to make a cameo. Like he said, if you have first-rate plot, you could write the best script in the world. Nothing's going to happen. You have to know people. I don't know. We'll move on to chapter four because that'll probably come back up. Chapter four, actors. I'll just wrap it up right now. <laughs> like, every podcast in the world had this guy on to promote his movie, and he still couldn't break even. We are so flooded with ads disguised as media. Like, Marvel movies all are fucking advertisements for Coca-Cola. I know, I'm exaggerating here. But we are in a sea of advertisement that nobody knows when they're being sold anymore. I feel like we're too dumb to be sold. They dumbed us down too fast. <laughs> On the real. Who the fuck wants to go see a movie by Louis C.K. that's sentimental? What are you doing? This should be a racist, sexist shitstorm. Expectations kill creation. Just to give them some more credit. Like, I shouldn't be expecting things. Uh, he could put out whatever he want. You know what you do best, brother. Yeah, bro. Um, Trying to wrap this whole point up. What am I thinking about? Fucking Andrew Schultz, that other guy, he said he made $2 million off of his comedy special. So why wouldn't Louis C.K. just put out another special? My point is that that guy is a lying-ass motherfucker. <laughs> no way, you made $2 million bucks. There's a lot of things up in the air right now is the point, but independent film is nowhere near what it needs to be. Quote, Let's try to put aside all previous concepts of actors, cattle, dumb, spoiled, overpaid, oversexed, egotistical, temperamental. Actors are a major part of any movie. Very often they're the reason you go to a movie. That's very true. Like You wonder why theater actors gain no following? There's no hype. Quote, the talent of acting is one of which the actor's thoughts and feelings are instantly communicated to the audiences. 
So by my previous, you should be pulled in more by a theater actor. But in this world of advertising, man, we're also attached to the screens that we feel attachments with actors. You think I'm just ranting? Bro, you fuck your computer. All of us with porn, we have relationships to the screen, so we love it and we love the actors. Like, actors are going to be presidents. I don't know if you guys see this yet. This is what I'm trying to get across with publicity. And probably after actors are presidents, influencers are going to be presidents. That's like 2050. (laughs) Publicity. Like, you can't sell your movie on independent media circuits. The algorithm will shoot you down. It's shooting itself down. I see some inkling of a movement back to the human word-to-word algorithm. That's how I find the best stuff. The people on the Patreon tell me what to... You guys know me. Mouth-to-mouth. Hopefully that's where it goes back to. Quote, It's his sexuality, his tears, his laughter, his anger. Actors are there up on screen for all of us to see. That's not easy. In fact, quite often it's painful. These are crazy people who are able to embody other people. Actors. Let me cap that other point. If you fuck your screen, then porn stars must be the most powerful actresses of all. People are more invested. Porn star president. I called it here first. (laughs) Lana Rhodes, 2050. Sidney said that his favorite actor to work with was Paul Newman. He was a shy guy that came alive on camera. And he said that actresses were the hardest to work with unanimously. Quote, and to top it all off, they know that when they hit 40 or 45, there will be fewer and fewer roles. And they won't be able to move into older parts the way men do. For 42-year-old Richard Gere to wind up with 23-year-old Julia Roberts is perfectly acceptable. But try the reverse. It's good writing right there. Uh, actresses have it bad because they get aged out because of the patriarchy. It's a prison of your own making. Stop being vain. It doesn't work the other way, you know? There's probably a female director currently that's banging all kinds of young, hot male actors. She'll never get Harvey Weinstein. Another quote from on set. Henry Fonda told me that on the first day of shooting a Sergio Leone movie, he had to shoot a sexy love scene with Gina Lorbiaglia. No rehearsal. Right to it. Actors are very different about love and sex scenes. Draw it back to porn. Maybe that's why OnlyFans is blowing up that actresses can choose who they want to work with. Yeah, I've had girls (laughs) with their own pages ask me to be male talent. Okay, and what do I get? You get to come. All right, I'm in. I would not do that. Just kidding. Maybe. Quote, I needed tears from an actress on a particular line. She couldn't do it. Finally, I told her that no matter what I did during the next take, she could keep going and say the line. We rolled the camera. Just before she reached the line, I hauled onto set and slapped her. Her eyes widened. She looked stunned. Tears welled up, overflowed. She said the line, we had a terrific take, when I called, cut, print. It's in writing, Sidney Lumet. You were allowed to beat your actors to get them into the right mental headspace. That's sweet. (laughs) This is why you need Marlon Brando on set. He used to shove sticks of butter up women's buttholes. Yeah, a director could have done 
anything to manipulate an actress. You're going to be fired unless you cry on this take. No, I'm in the union. Ending it on an enigma here. I think that every star evokes a sense of danger, something unmanageable. Perhaps each person in the audience feels that he or she is the one who can manage them. Satisfy the bigger than the quality of life the star has. Clint Eastwood isn't really the same as you and me, is he? They say marriage is made in heaven. Well, so is thunder and lightning. (laughs) Clint. Chapter 4, Cameras. I think I said chapter 4 before. This is a personal favorite of mine. Cameras, I got to know them this summer. Quote, first of all, the camera can't talk back. It can't ask stupid questions. It can't ask penetrating questions that make you realize when you've been wrong. The camera is your best friend. Ooh, no criticism from a camera. Cameras are sick. You could stop time. You could change space. You could tell a joke with a camera. Sydney said, if my movie has two stars in it, I know it really has three. The third star is the camera. Four things he said are important. Lens, lock, angle, shutter. Go take a class about cameras. If you... Like, if you put... <laughs> ew. It smells. If you put a sepia filter on an Instagram photo, people think you're in Mexico. Filters? That stuff works. I do all my stuff natural. I want that raw footage feeling. If you go outside during golden hour, sunset, you're going to feel like a photographer no matter where you shoot. Yeah, he said during um one of his cowboy movies, they used a gelatin film to put in front of the camera. And as I was saying, Marvel movies, everything is after effects. Like Marvel movies just look like Shark Boy and Lava Girl to me at this point. <laughs> Straight CGI. Sydney said, in dog days afternoon, I avoided showing the sky in every possible shot to make it feel more claustrophobic. Cameras are fucky. Watch the documentary Room 237. It's about The Shining. It breaks down all the camera movements. Stanley Kubrick is trying to make you feel sick like you're in a maze. Amazing. Quote, the work with the camera is as close with the writer and the actors. As much as anyone, the photographer can harm or gloriously fill purpose in doing the picture in the first place. You can ruin your shots. You know how many good shots I've had that I accidentally cut my head off? (laughs) Cameramen at golf tournaments need a raise. How do those people collect? Final quote. Sometimes it's important not to do anything with the camera. Just shoot it straight. And equally important for me is that all this work stay hidden. Not anymore. Sorry, Sid. When I'm editing a video, I guess this is the next chapter, but I wouldn't even let my cat see it. It's the ultimate someone looking over your shoulder while you're working. I'm not done yet. I close the shades. I put on a hoodie. I disappear for like six hours into the night when I'm editing. I forget to eat. You're trying to suss out storylines, feel what fits perfectly. The camera. Get to know him. It's your best friend. Chapter 5, the final. Editing. Ah, here we are. We've made it. The cutting room floor. is where the magic happens. And it's also the most annoying part. Yeah, it's fun to use the new toys, your cameras and equipment or whatever. 
it's pretty hard to sit your ass down and critique your own films in real time. Director Sidney says, The chief editor saw the cut movie even before the director would. In fact, the director might not see the movie until it had been completely finished. He had probably been off doing another movie. Whoa, dude. So director really is the best job. All you have to do is go there, shoot, and then move on to the next project. <laughs> you don't have to spend the time. <gasps> Editing sucks. I don't want to do that with my life. Sydney quote, If the director was a studio favorite, he'd usually come to the preview. The writer? Forget it. When I think about it, it's quite amazing that so many good pictures were made. That's maybe better to be a writer now. He's saying you don't even have to go to the preview. The red carpet. I don't understand how that's still happening. Red carpets. like <laughs> Movies are filmed two years in advance. The rate of things being pumped out. Maybe that's why movies are irrelevant. And yeah, he's ending saying that as a director, you are subservient to the editor. They have the final say. The editor would often ignore a superior acting take because his job was much easier if to use a take where the cigarette action matched. It makes you angry as an actor. Your best take isn't being used. It's whatever's easiest for the editor. <laughs> That's what scares you about having to hire an editor one day. They're going to cheap out. Whereas when you're creating, you're doing everything you can to make something awesome. Quote, a film might look badly edited, but this is because how poorly it was shot. In fact, a miracle of editing might have been made to make the storyline make sense. Everything has to work together. We'll go back to, I think, what he said was the most honest thing in the book to end it. We don't know what the magic is from. Sometimes an image is so meaningful or beautiful that it can capture or illuminate our original question. What is this movie about? That's my final piece of advice today. If you want to make an epic video, go out and shoot something that you know is going to challenge you and then find your thumbnail. Like he's saying, among shooting, you're going to find the one frame that captures the entire project. That's how you're going to make your art. Fuck this Mr. Beast, this air rack. I'm going to bury myself for a hundred... If you've been following my channel closely, I did a 12-hour bath. Unless you're in their algorithm, it doesn't matter if you're doing the pop art. So create what you want, guys. And eventually, we're going to get that mouth-to-mouth -mouth out there. If you continue to critique your art, there's nothing stopping you from creating a masterpiece. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Making Movies by Sidney Lumet definitely a fun addition let me know what you guys think uh the thumbs up button definitely helps thumbs down button even though you can't see it that helps as well great choice by the youtube studio okay moving on next week we have got the undiscovered self by carl young first young on the program i'm an adversarial of freud so this should be a good one. They are juxtaposed philosophers. Every girl you see on Tinder now, she has INFP in her bio. It's starting to sound like I'm walking into astrology. INTP, INFP. 
Carl Young, we're going to make sense of it in seven short days. Be there, be square. Check out Harry Schwann on Instagram. Good stuff. And then patreon.com slash the niche. Reaching new heights, making them movies. Get a random soundboard effect to take this awesome episode home. Somebody wants to be the world is gonna roll me. Hell yeah, everybody. Summer's over. Go Shrek this school year. I love you guys. Nick Muniz signing off. Keep creating. Peace.